Hi there, welcome to Allies of Convenience, the international competitive Warhammer 40,000 podcast. Uh, my name's Alex Ray, your host, and this episode uh, we are moving on from the ETC, but not too far. We're moving on from the live ETC coverage and getting into post ETC coverage. Yes, that's right. You have seven months of post ETC interviews to look forward to. Well, it's not going to be seven months. It's, it probably felt like seven months last year. Um, but we're going to try and get through it as quickly as possible this year. We've got loads of cool stuff to do as well. Of course, Death Watch are out this weekend. Uh, more marine stuff to hopefully put in Death Stars and be a prick with. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, we'll look at that next week uh, once we've had a time to properly digest the codex and actually come up with some cool stuff for it as well. Uh, but as I said, we're kicking off the post-ETC coverage and Mike Collins, once again, our resident ETC reporter, has spoke to Tom Adriani, who we spoke to last year. He's the ETC chairman. Uh, he's going to be looking back at how this year's ETC went and plans for the future as well and how the ETC plans to evolve with the times. So without any further ado, let's get into this episode. Mike, over to you. Hello everyone, Mike here from the Allies of Convenience. I've got a very good interview for everyone today. I'm speaking to the man who is behind the ETC, the face that runs the place. It's uh, Tom Adriani. Tom, how are you? I'm good, Mike. How are you? I'm very well. Very well. Have you, uh, have you had a chance to recover yet, Tom? Um, not really, no. The worst idea to go work immediately after ETC. I scheduled in like one day of extra rest after the ETC, so like <laughs> I think I think it will suffice, but uh, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> one day. That's that's very brave, mate. Yes. Very very brave indeed, especially. Very, very silly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, even even I've got a few days off. I mean, what is it now? We're currently on Thursday. I got back on Tuesday night. Mm -hmm. Was it the same for you? Like me then, yeah. I got back Tuesday at close to midnight, so... <laughs> so, how do you think it went this year, Tom? Well, <laughs> uh, two trains of thoughts, of course, so I think <coughs> mostly everybody was happy, <clears throat> which is a small miracle. <laughs> but yeah. uh, I, I think it was a good event for most people, because yeah, they didn't know what was going on behind the scenes. Yeah. But for somebody who was... Uh, closely associated to the organizing side of the things it was a pure nightmare <laughs> so yeah during the entire year when we had talks to the Greeks it was quite obvious that they're a very willing crew so they were very engaged they were very open but um, it's just impossible for these guys to follow through on, on anything which caused all sorts of problems the days of the event itself of course yeah, sure. I mean, I, I guess a lot of players will be will be looking at this year's ETC and thinking that, yeah, it probably is one of the better ones. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's mainly down to to the chairman, obviously, because you picked up the slack and there was an awful lot of slack. <laughs> an awful lot of slack. I mean, if you just like to go through, um, obviously, what was, what was expected of um, the organisation team and what you actually got, do you think you could go through a little... Well, that's obviously we can figure out then how much you guys had to uh, to make do with on the fly then. Yeah. So the the, the big problem is I think that um, the Greeks they they never ran a tournament of this size or any size before. Mm. So it's basically just some some of the fantasy ETC guys who thought like, well, why don't we run it? We can do it. 
and they were full of goodwill, but they just didn't have the crew or the know-how or the, the knowledge to pull something like this off. I mean, they missed the basic, I'll say this, um, knowledge and know-how how to run an event, uh, even mm -hmm. a small one, I think. So just to give a few examples, uh, the day of the ESC, we come there and there's like no printer. <laughs> something something very very simple something that we thought very obvious but uh, that was not available you know there were no bars the first day of the singles so we had to poke them to like call the caterer so he could come over because it was like super hot yeah um, so there was uh, like only one or two toilet rolls in the toilets I mean st stuff like that you know all the basics simply were not covered so it had us running around like uh, chickens trying to get all that sorted, trying to push them in every little corner to like make it happen, make it happen, make it happen. And, um, and obviously with uh, you have the, the language barrier and the different ethos as well, and obviously you guys know exactly what it needs to take and trying to get it across to them on the day. <laughs> That's a hard conversation to have, I would imagine. Yes, well, you have to know that going into the ATC, we had like Skype meetings every week. So yeah. Over the course of the year, this means like more than 50 Skype meetings where we impressed on these guys that it's very important to have like a crew the day itself, to have like all the basics covered. Like if you don't have internet, to have like six computers ready with like a hard line that you can use for like putting results or stuff like that. Or, But everything that we went through and that was promised and they said like, yeah, yeah, okay, that's a good idea. They just didn't follow up on it. Oh, that's such a shame, so, isn't it? Yeah. So, like the day we came there with the with the truck with like ton, tons of terrain, they promised us a forklift. So, a few days before we checked with them, like, okay, can you make sure there's a forklift? And the reply on Facebook was like, yeah, yeah, we have one, kind of. So <laughs> we came there and they had like made a makeshift plank with uh, just some some wheels under it to like support hundreds and hundreds of kilos of tables which of course after the first run it completely broke down oh my god i mean stuff like that kind of a forklift yes kind <laughs> of so that was a that was a running joke for us the entire weekend like uh, we'll make it happen kind of <laughs> so. yeah well at least you could so, yeah, so. usually draw on the uh, on the bright side of things then mate mm -hmm. i suppose that's so yeah over Overall, it was a very frustrating weekend for us. I think Neil is still dead on his feet because I think we owe a big, big hand to Neil. Uh, oh, definitely. Making the 40k show run all by himself almost. Uh, but um, yeah, this, this CTC has left some marks, I think. Uh, I think a lot of the chairmen are not really willing to return under these circumstances. Yeah. And I think it's a recurring problem every year where you give the ETC into the hands of a crew that hasn't done one before, you know. You don't know how good they are, how many tournaments they've organized before. There's no way to check if they are capable hosts or organizers. So every year we fall into the same traps. And the chairman are kind of there to, to be a buffer for that. And sometimes it works, but yeah, it was very obvious that this year that really didn't work. All our good advice, all our plans that we, we made with them, they were just non-existent. So, so, so I think a lot of the chairman are sorry Tom carry on so, so I think a lot of the chairman are like of the mindset that what, what good does it do you know why do we spend hours and hours and hours of our time trying to 
trying to make it work when in the end it doesn't. So why should we even bother to do it the next time around? So I think most of them will want some reassurances that something like this will not happen again. Or I think most will just uh, stop being a chairman. Which of course poses a problem because it's also those guys who have the knowledge how to do it and can guide new organizers. Yeah. So it's 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 a bit of a vicious circle at this point. Yeah. How? I mean, I mean, obviously you're on the inside. How do we how do we stop it from happening again? What would in an ideal scenario? What would how would we go about making sure something like this doesn't happen again? Well, I think some some checks should be made. Uh, uh, for the people who, who put themselves up as hosts, like uh, check within their community, like what tournaments have they organized, or maybe they can put it in their bids, like what their credentials are. And um, for me personally, I think the chairman should be involved with your organization. So they should be very, very, uh, I'd say it, welcomed by the host org, because now it's like the host org and the chairman, they're a separate thing. I think the chairman should be part of it basically. Yeah, and they should be involved with the decision making and the day to day of the ETC. I think like that's one of the only ways to to kind of make it work, and to ensure that something like this doesn't happen again. No, that's fair. And, uh, obviously, an- we've an- got the another uh, thing. Oh, sorry, go on. No, another thing is that the, all the captains should start voting a bit with their heads. I think. Now they just basically vote for a country where they haven't been to, but they don't really consider what's in the bid, or I don't think anybody looks into a bid in in great detail, so maybe they should start doing that a little bit. Definitely. Because I've had some... Maybe we could even, you know, uh, get an advisory for the chairman. You know, the chairman suggests we vote this way. (laughs) I know it probably is a little bit unfair, but, um, but obviously you guys know exactly what is needed. Um, yeah, but that has already caused some bad blood in the past, so I don't think the chairman should folk, uh, be vocal about their, their preferences because a lot of people get upset when, when that happens. So well, it's happened with the Romanians and with the Spanish bits. So yeah, you got to have a look at the whole thing that led to Brexit, though. You know, if you don't if you don't put the question yeah, out yeah. there, then you don't true. have any stupid decisions happening. <laughs> Yeah. True, true. I'll be true. Yeah, it's, it is. It is a very, very tough situation. Um, obviously, because you guys are volunteers, and without you guys and the sacrifices you make every year, it wouldn't happen. And yet, we can't afford to go to venues that will burn you out. I mean, if 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 this costs us, I mean, normally, what's what's the how many chairmen normally decide to leave sort of every year? It's normally about sort of two out of seven or eight, isn't it? And if it costs no, it's us, even more, I think. Is it really what per year? It's ha- half of them, like three, four, just don't come back the year after. Yeah. So if that happens again, or is even worse, then it does. It does leave. Well, it leaves us in a not good place, is it? Especially when the ETC is meant to be growing. Yeah, I mean, uh, for me, I think it's it's. A, yeah, it's not growing at all. It's it's deteriorating actually. I think more and more people are getting a bit tired doing it this way so there's no real alternative though I mean I spoke with with Vladimir about it we have some ideas but it's hard to put them into into focus so we already started last year with our bids because we teamed up like the Serbian crew and, and me to do some 
friends together. We can organize them in Zagreb or in Serbia or even in Belgium together. So it's a Serbian and crew and, and, and German crew, let's say, because yeah. we know what it takes. But um, yeah, that didn't that didn't catch on actually. So people just vote with 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 their vacation mindset. You know, ah, we want to go to Greece, we want to go to Spain, we want to go to to there, to there, without really looking into the bits in detail. Because I got a lot of comments this year, like, yeah, the Mechelen bit was too expensive. But if I see what kind of money I paid in Greece, I think uh, my bit would be cheaper, if not. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a very hard matter, I think, to, to change people's minds on this. Mm. But I think something will need to happen because if it stays like this, I think the integrity and the, the future of the tournament is at risk. Because if there's no volunteers agree, yeah. like like me and Vladimir and Neil to, to carry this load, then I don't know who's going to step up. No. And obviously that is something that we, we cannot, as a, a 40k global community, allow to happen, is it really? We've got to make sure that we, we keep the integrity of the ETC by yes, any means I, possible, even if that means people do pay more money, you know. Yes, I, I said it already last year in a few posts on the forum, I don't see why there's such a big uh, I'd say this um, opposition to people making money off the ETC. So people have done it in the past. If you look at Horzov in Poland, I mean, the guy just made 10,000 of euros on the back of the community, but he did it and he stole the money, you know? Yeah. I think if you're, if you're upfront about it and if you communicate clearly what kind of money you're going to make, uh, then, then it's okay, you know? And in, in the case like me and the Serbs, you know, if we would make money, we would invest it back into this, the EDC, you know? We would make money, we would invest in better terrain, in more terrain, in gaming mats, in all that stuff. Well, that's we, it, wouldn't yeah. use, we wouldn't use it to buy ourselves a new Mercedes and <laughs> sit on our asses the entire year. I mean, so that, I don't I don't know why people oppose it so much. That's the thing. I mean, it, is, it does always boggle the mind. I mean, any tournament has got to make money. The ETC, in my mind, must make money just because there will be rainy days, you know. Um, mm -hmm. Like the, uh, I mean, I know it's, uh, it's, it's not, it's not the same in any stretch of the imagination but everyone knows that I, I manage a, a small football team a small age group in that football team and that football team is registered as a charity in the UK and that allows it certain rights you know to have the bank accounts to put money aside um, to invest in the in the future of the club and to have a, like a rainy day fund and mm -hmm. obviously we, we run year by year we do run a we do run a substantial profit but you know that doesn't mean that next year we can do it all for free for everyone or we start lowering prices. It's got to be that way. If, if it's going to be a success, it's got to be run as a business. And I personally, and I, don't, I think most, yeah, captains, I most captains shouldn't be resentful of someone making money to put on a great ETC. You know, as long as the money doesn't come from the players, but instead comes from like the vendors and sponsorship, etc., then the players aren't really going to have a problem. But I, I, I think most people wouldn't mind paying a bit extra or whatever. No. I mean, uh, just to just to tell you, I made a bit for Mechelen. Yeah. It already took me like I think forty hours or something just to make the bit, go meet people, uh, go to the community, all to see if they can make a deal for for the tourism and hotels and and all these things. So already I spent like five working days 
yeah. out of my free time to do this. So they, I think most people underestimate what it takes to organize a tournament like this. Yeah, and I think it's it's pretty easy to fault the Greeks for that. But um, like I said, I think they got into this with a lot of goodwill and they just didn't have the team or the people to pull it off, you know. So they tried to to run it just with a couple of them, which backfired a lot. Yeah, or the community. It doesn't seem that there's a very big Greek community there willing to help. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Which is and I think, I think that's also the big issue is that a lot of the captains, they... They should put themselves in the shoes of the organizers and start thinking like, oh shit, what what does it take, you know? How yeah. can I help? But nobody's really willing to do that. So I think the only way to keep it manageable is to start paying people. And then you will have good tournaments. And uh, everybody will be the happier for it, but it will be a bit more expensive and people will make money off of it. Exactly, you know, we've got to do what what the ETC needs, haven't we? At the end of the day, I mean, we've got the um, the the Spain ETC coming up. That's the the Salamanca bid. Mm-hmm. Now that's um, that is locked in stone now, basically, isn't it for 2017? Yes. So, so they're a new organizer again, aren't they? Yes, and the problem there is that the main organizer doesn't speak a word of English. <laughs> oh. So. Communication always has to go through a translator or to second channels or whatnot. So I think that's one of the primary reasons why a lot of the chairmen this year are like, okay, I'm not even going to bother because it's going to be way more of a drag than <laughs> with the Greeks this year. So yeah, it poses all kinds of problems, of course. Seriously, and, um, so seriously he doesn't speak a word of English. No. That's going to make nothing. it pretty tricky. Yes, so you always have to go through like uh, somebody like Diego from the fancy side or or the Spanish captain Paki to to relay the information. So mm. it's 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 going to be terrible. And from the first kind of contacts, it seems like they're also a bit of a stubborn lot who say like, okay, we can manage it. We don't really need your help. <laughs> so so yeah, that doesn't really bode well, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no. Have they? Do you know if they've been involved in any tournaments before? Yeah, I think they're all involved in the in the Spanish community. So the the stuff I've heard is that they're good guys and that they know what they're doing. But um, yeah, of course the ETC is a different beast, and there's a lot of things you you need to take care of. So if they're not open to that, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to go. It's another deterrent for a lot of chairmen to, to come back, you know. They already mm. sense like this year is going to be a very hard year in terms of communication and and all these things. So, I don't know. It's also grating on me a bit. Like, hmm, do I want to step into this again? Yeah, this I can so. imagine. Because, yeah, I mean, you've had... I mean, this is like a full-time job anyway for you, Tom, and for, and for Neil as well, and for a lot of the other chairmen. You know, the amount of time that you put into it is astounding. <laughs> it really yeah, is. People, people really underestimate it. <laughs> oh, I know. I mean, is there... I mean, this is more like a call to, to the captains or to anyone who's interested, but is there any way that we can lighten the load for, for the chairman? Is there anything... I mean, I know you say that you get lots of volunteers, but... Um, I know a lot of people would say that they haven't been taken up on their offer. So is there any way that the people can spread the load for the chairman? Do small things, you know, maybe make you, you guys more of a more of a, um, a figurehead role and to 
give people tasks and just sort of manage those tasks as you give them out? Well, we've tried that actually. I mean, I've been doing this for like eight years straight almost. Yeah. I dropped out one year when uh, I was with Tamara and she was moving here and things were a bit difficult. But um, we've tried that, you know, people come in. Like every year, I can tell you there's like six, seven, eight chairmen, of which four basically don't do anything. Hmm. Or drop out of the face of the earth or, or have a difficult private life. So they're all goodwill, but they actually don't do much. They don't take any initiative. They're not involved in discussions. And when you give them a task, they don't do it. They don't perform it. So on top of you wanting to do things and move things along, you have to like manage the tasks you give them and follow up on that. It's it's too much already and that's just piling on the load, you know. So yeah. It's it's not really a good solution. So it more ends up on your plate again, but twice as much because you're now <laughs> six months behind. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it's 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 a lose lose, I think, to to do it that way. Oh well, it's a shame. I mean, yeah. I, I so so we basically need some people like like I mean like Neil. Also, the most of the year he was pretty absent because his uh, private life is a bit is a bit uh, demanding, let's say. Yeah. But um, he was there in the end. You know, he he pulled through. I think we we have a lot of people now that that are each good in the thing they do. Like I do the FAQs, I do the rule specs, I do all these documents that I write. Yeah. That's, that's something I can do easily on the train and whatnot. And some somebody like Vladimir is more busy with the organizing itself and all these small details like the pairing cards and the graphics and the terrain and, and doing stuff offside. And um, Diego is doing the same as me for the fantasy side. So he also likes to write his rules and follow up on all these things. So I think we need more people like that who take initiative in something they like to do, yeah, and just uh, go with that. And each each does their own little part. So what else would there be? I mean, obviously we just we can really just talk about the forty k side. But what other jobs could you imagine could, in theory, be filled? Just in case we've got anyone who could do it. Well, you know, if somebody would be willing to take up already the FAQ work or a clever clarification work that would take some of my workload away so I can focus on other things yeah if somebody if somebody is great at organizing they can just uh, help by being there and help the Spanish to set up a lot of things I mean there's so many opportunities here at ETC that we can use like making these pairing cards making these maelstrom cards we can make dice for for X-Wing, you know, special dice for ETC. We can can do all sorts of stuff, but we never get to it because every year we have to cover just the basics, you know? Yeah. So already somebody could help with, like, just writing, like, a, a ledger, you know, with all the steps to take. Um, I mean, we have a bit of a document that we have made over the course of the years with all the, the kind of small things that, that need to happen, but we can never work on that doc document to elaborate on it. I mean, somebody could just step in and and add to it, you know, somebody who's organized a lot of tournaments that knows what to do, we could just add to it. So we have like a ready-made document that we can just give to future hosts and say, this is what you need to do, you know? Yeah. But um, those things, we never get around to it. I mean, I know for myself that I would like to work on this, uh, like some sort of association for ETC, a non-profit org that is across boundaries or that is easy to to change also the, the the heads of it, like if new chairmen come around each year, that you can just give them all the authority to 
govern the money and govern all these things, but yeah, it takes so much time to do all that that we never get around to it. So people can help with all of that, basically. I mean, so, it doesn't, it doesn't yeah. take take uh, more than somebody willing to put in the time and, and the energy and the investment to, to help with that. Like also the website is something we've been wanting to do for years, but we never find somebody that has the basic knowledge or, or time to, to really delve into it and really make something out of it. I mean, it's a, it's a freaking shame we don't have a website where you can follow easily, like what kind of... Uh, tournaments have been run by whom uh, what were the results what were the personal scores of everybody yeah. with all the rule specs from all the previous years that you can just download and see how it evolved over the years I mean we should have had that down uh, like years ago but simply nobody willing to take on that part of the job I mean as you say it should be it should be pretty easy we mm -hmm. should be fitting we should be filling these these roles Yes, but like As I said, we've, we've tried it a lot, uh, lots of times. Like I think at least four or five times, somebody with uh, IT knowledge stepped up to do that task, but they never followed through on it in the end. Oh. And that's that's mostly the case that happens. You know, people are like, "Yeah, sure, I'll do it," and then nothing comes of it. I mean, at some point, we had like uh, the thoughts of doing an ETC magazine. I think also two or three or four different people stepped up for that, like doing it two monthly, three monthly, with some interviews, some nice stories from the ETC. Yeah. I mean, how, ni how nice would that be? Like once every three months having like a little PDF online with TTC stories and pictures and stuff or people talking about their armies, but yeah, nobody ever followed through on that. And uh, that's something I would like to, to see DTC evolve to, you know, something where well, all that yeah. is incorporated into it. I mean, all this, all this takes money though, Tom, doesn't it? And that, that comes us back to the whole idea of, I mean, we should have gone... You know, five or six years ago, we should have taken this plunge to make it big, which it was. It was growing into something. It's, it mirrors basically fifth edition, mm -hmm. if you know what I mean. Like the, the size of the ETC, it was growing year on year on year, and it was huge. And just as the hobby has shrunk, I think we may have missed the boat to uh, to make the ETC as big, which is yeah. which is a shame. But obviously, the boat hasn't entirely left the harbour yet, and we can still. Hopefully, you know we can we can make it as good as it deserves to be because obviously it is the highlight of certainly every 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 person in in the UK. You know they all know what the ETC is about, and it's the it's the height of gaming to be elected to uh, to represent a nation. And yeah, and I think a lot of nations on the mainland are the same. You know, it's something they look forward to every year, and it's a big part of their holiday season and a big part of where they spend their money each year. But yeah, it's it's difficult to find the people that are willing to go the mile to to make it something bigger than it is now. So mm. maybe with the uh, with a bit of dollar or some yeah, euros, sure. you know, maybe <laughs> you know. I mean, I'm not opposed to throwing money at a problem. Mm -hmm. Sure, but um, yeah, it, it always comes down to it. You know, who do you trust with that money? That's true. And there's not enough trust, is there, really? I, mean, no, I, I, mean, I know a lot, a lot of kind of conversations do stall as soon as one person mentions, I think that we're going to be ripped off here. And, you know, it's not necessarily always based on fact. It's just like a... It's, um, yeah, I, I don't know what it is. It's just, I don't think we're, we're a very trusting bunch across countries, are we, really? Yeah, and so, I mean, of course, I think none of the 40K guys would mind if... if if I had that money, but 
the Flames of War guys don't know me, the fancy guys don't know me for the most part, so it's always the same kind of kind of trouble that you run into when you want to organize something like this. Yeah. Which is um, yeah, which is obviously always a stumbling block, isn't it? Yeah. Um, should we should we move on to forty k uh, Pacific Pacific <laughs> specific things? Mm -hmm. So. Um, Obviously, this year um, the ETC I think was a was a great success when it comes down to the players. Uh, I think, um, on the whole, it was probably one of the most friendliest ETCs I've ever been to personally. There was certainly no none of the underlying sort of bad sportsmanship that I would normally uh, assign with the ETC. What, what would you think about that, Tom? Would you think it's uh, think it was no, a good one in that respect? Yeah, I think it's true. I think it's true. And I have a few stories to share and to put out there so people realize that it's actually the case. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it's true. I mean, we called no bullshit at the start of the tournament because we wanted to pipe down on, on some of these attitudes that have reigned the past few years. I mean, I can tell you at the singles, <laughs> there were some situations that arose, like a, a guy forgot to take Maelstrom cards and start his turn moving on reserves. Hmm. And I was like, I, I forgot to take cards. And his opponent was like, no. You can't do that anymore. Your turn started. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we were very clear at the start of the ETC itself that uh, we were going to have none of that, and yeah. uh, we put some rules in place regarding sportsmanship and penalties. So we were like, okay, we're going to enforce them very heavily, yeah. which we also did during the tournament. So I think uh, a lot of people said like, okay, you know, if that's the case, we're just going to go with our games, and and that's that. Like. Um, for instance, one of the things that happened, and I think that's something that uh, shows great sportsmanship, is uh, during the Italy versus Belarus round, one of the Belarusian mercs, actually a Polish guy, got caught with what we assume are loaded dice. Yeah. So we told the guy immediately to stop his game, and um, the guy who was playing that guy said, okay, you know you know what, this game is 10-10, this game doesn't count for the round. I mean, mm. the the Belarusian guys are not responsible for one of their mercs playing with loaded dice, so let's let's just call it 10-10, and we will see how the round goes. And the Italians actually ended up losing that round. <laughs> so I that's think that sad. shows that shows uh, extreme sportsmanship, and I that think really that does. Yeah, I didn't know that. I mean, yeah. Obviously, I knew about the dice, uh, the dodgy dice, but I didn't know that that was the way that the Italians decided to play it. That's um, that's really admirable, isn't it? Yes, exactly. So that's what I think as well. So that's why I'm, I'm putting this story out there for everybody to hear that that's something the Italians did. And I think that shows great courage and, and great strength of mind. And I think that's the kind of mindset we would expect from everybody to play at ETC. Yeah. And um, something I was very surprised about as well is uh, the same thing happening with the Germans. So the Germans over the years have a strong reputation of being a bit borderline with the rules and being very very strict and and, and, and whatnot, but um, this year actually one of their players made a mistake with electro displacement, and um, he assumed it worked like a deep strike mishap where if you can't play the models it's a mishap and whatnot, but uh, he he made a mistake and he ended up winning the game, and uh, when the German captain found out about it he said okay you know what I'm winning my game 18-2 or whatever we'll just call it an 18-2 in your favor so he turned around his own score and gave his opponent an 18-2 to amend for the fact that his player won the round uh, unfairly let's say that's yeah that's good as well isn't it that's pretty good 
So it's not something you would expect from the Germans, but I think also there it shows extreme sportsmanship, and I have to applaud the Germans for it. It could have cost them big during that round. Uh, it didn't, but um, I think it's 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 a sign that people are catching on to. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, with the with the number of referees we had as well, that that captain's meeting that we had at the start, where it was it was put in no uncertain terms that. We don't have enough referees to deal with the bollocks that normally come with the ETC. You know the the the, the shitty sportsmanship, mm-hmm. and it will be it will be punished. And I'm glad that a lot of people did take that on board. I, I think the games anyway. The game is a little bit strange at the moment. It being so one-sided or so rock paper scissors. I think there's because of there's there's less skill. There's more luck. People can kind of take the luck of their stride a little bit more as opposed to being outplayed. So I mean, yeah. maybe that's got a little something to do with it as well. Yeah, I think it's just the fact that uh, most of these guys are now getting to a point where they know each other, they know what to expect. So, I mean, somebody like uh, David, the German captain, he's won it now two times in a row. He's mm. played a lot of games at ETC. Most of the people he calls friends. So he has nothing to prove anymore by being so strict on the rules and whatever. He can... I mean, I think in the beginning these guys are stressed and they want to prove themselves, you know, they, they want to show their medal and now they're getting to the point where they're like just like us and they want to have like normal games and yeah, it doesn't really matter if they win or lose. So, and I think it's starting to show and I think that's a very nice thing for ETC as a whole. Hmm. I think it can only get more players involved if stories like that get out. That no, that's is, true. I mean, is not I, mean, I mean, the Germans do get kind of a bit of a bad rep when it comes to like you know uh, trying to win all their games, but you know that they're only ever trying to beat you on the tabletop within the rules. That's, that's always the impression I've always got, and certainly was the case when we played them this year. You know, they're not they don't want to they don't want to beat you if you've forgotten something. They'll let you go back on it. They'll let you play it. Um, exactly. Because they, exactly. they'd rather beat you at your full potential, not because you just forgot to bring something on or you didn't move something you know they're not yep. They're not. I mean you wouldn't associate I, well, I don't associate the Germans with that kind of behaviour not nor any of the real top teams you know they don't want to play you they don't want to beat you if you're if you're not trying your hardest almost you know they want to beat you in a fair game they want to beat you with tactics they want to beat you with strategies and a bit of luck not because you, you've forgotten and you're a dickhead <laughs> if, yes. you know, if you know what I mean mm-hmm. exactly. so yeah so that's obviously that stands most teams in good stead I think I think we, all, we we would all agree that that is the way we should be playing this game yeah exactly and I think that kind of mentality is slowly trickling through all over the ranks you know so I think that's a very good thing and I got the impression this year that this is already a lot better than last year so we can only hope that this continues like this definitely definitely was there any uh, any problems with uh, with our regular problem players this year at all um, I haven't had a debrief from the refs, but from what I understood, uh, not really. Like uh, somebody like Stepan, who is really a problem case. He was uh, a pure, pure gentleman apparently this year, just like last year actually. So, yeah. like I said, I think it's slowly catching on to most of these guys that this is just a game, and you should have hard-fought games, but fair games. Yeah. And so yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty surprised with with how everything went. Excellent. That is good. Yeah. Of course, there's a situation here and there with uh, some people uh, not abiding by ref decision, and 
standing a bit firm by their by their own beliefs, but <laughs> yeah, it's bound to happen once in a while. Right? Yeah, it's bound it's bound to, as you say. So how how did your uh, how did your lads get on anyway? Because obviously you're uh, you got a bit of a dual role. You're the captain of Team Belgium as well as one of the chairmen. How did your yeah. uh, how did your team get on this year, Tom? Well, for the first time in years, we had a full Belgian team. And um, we have really some good guys on the team this year, so I was hopeful coming into this that we were gonna even or break our six-point score. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, we had just a few players on the team who were not experienced enough to to take the points that were needed or necessary in some of the other games. So uh, we ended up losing four rounds, and I think we won from Turkey and from uh, Northern Ireland. So right. all in all, a bit disappointing. But um, I'm really happy with how my guys. Uh, <coughs> fought for, for the team and I think the team spirit was the strongest it's ever been Yeah. so I'm pretty happy as a captain and I obviously cannot. this is coming off the back of a very successful Six Nations as well wasn't it yes, yes so, exactly. um, did, the t- did the team change much since that point um, yeah sure we have uh, two new guys on the team since then uh, Mathieu joined the French team it's, uh, it's very strange because Mathieu came to Belgium like a year and a half ago as a as a trainee here in Brussels, yeah, and we met him on local tournaments. So we took him along to Six Nations, took him along to the ETC, where he actually met the French team, and then that was kind of his his entry into the French team. You know, they saw the score he made, they saw what kind of player he was, they saw what kind of guy he was. So that was his entry ticket to the French team. So I was sad to see him go because he was there yeah. at the Six Nations as well, and he, he's a good player. He's a very he sees the game and he reads the game very well. Yeah, but um. Yeah, no, I had two of the Wulun guys join instead of um, uh, uh, some weaker players that joined in for the Six Nations just to fill our ranks. Yeah. So, no, uh, I had a lot of new guys on the team. Oh, good. Well, you got blood, of, you got to blood them in early, haven't you? That's the thing, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always about keeping the new as well as the old at some point. Yeah, yeah, and I think for for next year there's a few new new bloods as well lining up to join or or make it to the team. So I'll be happy to see how that evolves over the year. Is that the uh, the sleepy bear himself, Kobe? No, 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 no. Sleepy bear is. Uh, I think he's he's on his way out of the of the 40k scene. <laughs> Too much abuse when he falls asleep. Yes. <laughs> oh, that well. that's a shame. But I think he's getting to the age where he's getting interested in girls or something. Like that. <laughs> How young is he then? He can't be that. Yeah. <laughs> we don't see him much at tournaments, <laughs> so I think he's got our stuff going on. Oh, fair <laughs> enough. He'll be fair back. Enough, yeah. He'll be yeah. back. I, I hope so. He's a good guy. Yeah, he is. Takes it's it very well. easy to tease him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Oh, brilliant. So no, uh, but um, yeah, personally, I was a bit uh, disappointed because most of my games were disturbed with ref issues and and chairman issues and and organization issues so most of my games were disrupted and I was not really 100% into them <laughs> I can imagine mate it must be a very difficult dual, dual role to fulfill really yeah I think for next year that has to change uh, I don't think I should be disturbed during any of my games no or maybe because there's a cost my t- maybe there's a new captain Don't mean you weren't originally could it be the captain this year were you no, no, uh, we have a vote every year uh, around uh, August, so I think our next vote will be the, the 15th of August, so in like four days. Yeah. And um, yeah, last year, Nick made it as captain, hmm. our, mi- our mighty dwarf, so <laughs> I don't know if he'll oppose again this year, Yeah. but uh, yeah, 
he might uh, he might make it again as a captain. So we'll see. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be too too angry or disappointed if uh, I wouldn't have to be a captain no. because it's it's also it's also a lot of work. It's yeah yeah it's it's a lot of work. I mean that's why I can I can only <laughs> take my hat off to you, mate. I mean I had a nightmare. <laughs> Captaining the, captaining the Welsh team doing everything else that I need to do but I can't imagine having then to do like a job probably about five or six times larger than that at its worst mm-hmm. on top of having to do that so it's so yeah I really I really am very grateful for you that you can find the time for this let alone the inclination it is um, we well very as, lucky as you might know I have a very understanding wife <laughs> and I found out actually what you do for a living as well, Tom. That sounds like you got the best job in the world. Um, yeah, I won't deny that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. If it's... you if you can make beer for a living and uh, get paid for tasting beer every day, I can't say that uh, I could find a, a worse job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, everyone's sympathy has evaporated now. <laughs> oh dear. So yeah, um, I'm trying to think where we go from here, Tom. So uh, we have obviously covered quite a bit of the ETC itself. Um, do you know the plans for um, for the roles for the for chairman this year? Um, do you know like the plans for the, the head refs and stuff? I know Neil isn't particularly enamoured with taking on the head referee role again this year. If you um, if you thought about that at all, thought about replacement maybe? Yes. No, so we'll have uh, some votes coming up, I think, in September. Uh, first of all, the host bid for 2018 will be coming up, so we'll gather bids for that and make some votes in the coming months to see where we'll have it in 2018. Yeah. We'll see what kind of bids come in. Uh, the Scottish actually approached us to see if they can maybe like sit together to see what the requirements are for putting in a bid, so maybe they will be up for it. I think the Romanians will put in a bid again. Uh, I'll have to see with Tamara and, and Vladimir if we, we will bid again for 2018 in Mechelen and Zagreb and and maybe in Hungary or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, I hope some other bids will come in. Is there a Belgian bid this year? I know that you were thinking um, about a Belgian bid, but is that is that probably going to uh, going to happen, or do you not think so? We'll see. Um, I mean, we have some plans in our personal lives that we need to sort out first if we're going to put those on a, on the back term or not. Because yeah, organizing an ETC is, is very demanding. We don't take that lightly. No. We've, been, we've been there. We know what it takes. So in terms of the house and maybe having little Tommy and Tamara's running around, we need to see <laughs> where we want to go with that. So. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. I mean, if if the ETC ever ever, be, I think this is the only way that the ETC will ever come to the UK. But if it did break off into like its constituent parts, I think the UK could do the 40k one very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something also we we need to talk about. I think. Yeah. Um, because it's getting very, very big at the moment. It's getting, I mean, it's getting ungainly, isn't it? Really, it's, yes. it's becoming harder and harder to organise simply because of logistics. Yes, so exactly. Maybe, I mean, maybe that I, would be the best thing. I know for myself that I would like to incorporate Malifo next year, but there's already Kings of War, there's already X-wing, the Flames of War. All these systems have their own requirements, so it, they also require their, their proper refs. So it's it's 
like you said, it's getting to be more difficult and more difficult to organize the, yeah. the combined package in, in and, one go. Yeah, and it would be okay, obviously, if everything was running entirely smoothly. <laughs> and mm -hmm. it was, you know, it was just literally a case of increasing the size. But obviously, when, the, um, when not everything is running as smoothly as it could do from going to different venues to different venues each year, then... Yeah, maybe it's time to turn them away. I don't know. Yes. Or maybe it's time to uh, to to go separate ways. You know, maybe maybe it is a good time to do that because each game system is big enough to probably fit in like the largest venue in a country with no problems at all. You know, you get better tournaments out of it. Yeah. Admittedly, we won't all be together, and it will probably come with extra problems. But it will it will probably be a much better better event for everyone. I I would agree. I think we're become too big for our boots but um, I would hate to see it uh, drop apart but I think we have to seriously consider that this year and have a talk about it and mm. uh, see where we land and no more bags of shit on walls basically yes let's not do that ever again because <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, yeah that was interesting wasn't it yeah it's funny how the, the Greeks were some of the the people to show that the, the hygiene in Serbia back in the day wasn't really up to speed and then we have situations like this in their home country oh. so it's, it was a bit of a double feeling <laughs> for the Serbians <laughs> yeah it's like seriously I mean Serbia was really good wasn't it there were like toilet staff there constantly making sure everything was fine yeah and then and then the alternative is is a massive bag of shit by your face as you're trying to uh, not be ill mm -hmm. amazing Let's be honest, like six, seven hundred guys in, in one venue it's, with like, it's, it's not good. There's a good. there's yeah. a lot of paperwork in that bag, let's put it that way. There's yes. an awful <laughs> lot of paperwork. <laughs> not the yeah. right kind either. Very disgusting. So yeah, glad to say goodbye to all that stuff. Yep, me too. So yeah, to come back to your question and there's gonna be a lot of uh, oncoming votes in the coming weeks, I think. Um, also chairman elections, like last year all the candidates just got assumed into their position so there were no real elections mm -hmm. I don't know how this will be handled this year I don't know if there will be more candidates or so we'll have to see about that yes well you will keep us up well, you, you'll keep me posted I hope Tom of any any vacancies anything that needs doing anything that needs filling up I mean obviously yes. I've got um, Matt I don't think Matt can come and play for us this year with a bit of real life James is the same but I mean they are, they are more than willing to help out for the ETC in other ways obviously they want to keep their eyes in and probably still end up going on holiday with us even if they can't commit to the game time so mm -hmm. there's there's people there you know we've, we really must try <laughs> to help you out as much as we can obviously we've got we've got Tim King now in Team England who is very renowned for running decent tournaments and obviously he's got the inclination to do this so he might be one to tap up as well and Tim if you're listening get in touch Yep. We can always would, use someone of your organizational ability. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's people like Tim that we that we need, you know, to, yeah. to step up and, and help us with just making an you know, all round better event. But uh, like I said, it depends on the willingness of the hosts to work with us. So yeah. Let's hope for the best. But I did have a look at the the Salamanca beard. You know, they put a, a YouTube video out, and in theory, it does look quite quite good. 
you know it's all in one it's all in one area I suppose that was a bad thing about Greece if you want to have another one it was it was spread out in the end everyone was in a different part of the city in hotels and there wasn't that much banter not much uh, not much socialising outside of the ETC itself unless you were really desperate for it <laughs> um, so yeah maybe like a like a, a tighter smaller venue where we're all together would be yeah. beneficial yeah, I think that's also something people need to look at when they, they vote for a certain bit. I think the socializing aspect is one of the most important one of the ETCs. Definitely. And something that I always look forward to a lot. But uh, yeah, like you said, this year there was... It was difficult. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had to basically force the French to go to dinner with us. Otherwise, we wouldn't have seen them. Um and then yeah you, you always see the, the same regular regular teams that always hang out together like the Americans and the Welsh and the the Swedes and the Finnish those yeah. guys are always together so they're easy to find in the same spot but other than that I can't say I saw a single team when we were walking around the city or whatnot, or a single other guy from a team so I would prefer if it was in a smaller place where it's more easy to hook Definitely. up and that was that was one of the really good parts about Poland I thought that was a um that was a great ETC for that. Yeah, <laughs> we were yeah all Serbia that, all was on even one, better. Yeah, on that one stretch in Serbia as well, yeah. 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 So, yeah, that's why I hope if we bid for Mechelen that people will be up for it because Mechelen is a really small city and yeah. you, can't, you can't hide from each other over there. So, <laughs> Which is good and bad, I suppose. I only see good in it. <laughs> <laughs> You've been drinking with Robbo, though, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting too old for that stuff now. Yeah, but you're, I know, but you're, I, you're a professional drinker, so you should, you should be fine. Yes, I'm always fine. I can't say that I complain about uh, having uh, my drinking times with uh, with those guys, but uh, we kind of missed you there. So <laughs> next, next time, you should just have your your beauty sleeps before uh, you come to the DC yeah. and just hang out with us a little bit more. <laughs> definitely, definitely. It was, it was I was more petrified to go to that beach. I've just got to be slightly above hot temperature, and I just assume that I'm going to be deathly ill, like I was in um, in Prague. <laughs> I was protecting myself from the sun. There was enough shade to, oh. to Mate, I didn't even like stepping outside for a cigarette because it was so hot outside. I'm not used to that. It's not good. Yeah, no, me neither. No, it's not good. Well, you're a better man than I am, then. Yeah, but I was the third day that I came to to Serbia. It was also very hot. I was just so ill from the from the temperature because I'm just not used to it. it was like 15 degrees in Belgium, and you come to like 34, 35. Uh. So I already sweated out that part of my. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so no, I can understand the sentiment. I mean, yeah, it's also something we need to look at when when voting for like these countries that are known to be hot because yeah, yeah, hot and cheap. Yes, come, to, the, come to Scotland it'd be fine in the summer it'd be really good exactly or Belgium or any other country but exactly I mean, I'm, not, I'm not sure if Germany could do us again could they really no, I the think the people that, that have the skills and the, the willingness to do it have moved on so I don't oh. think it will go back to Germany very quickly no which is a shame isn't it because that was a good one that was my it first is. ever one that one yeah, and they have such a big community, so I think in terms of terrain and tables and volunteers, they can pull it off very quickly. But yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like I said, it just takes people with the with the will to to contribute, and so far, those people haven't stepped up from the German scene for for a few years. So, mm. 
yeah, let's hope. Time for us to bring it all back and give it all back to the ETC then Tom I would suggest if everyone listens to this who is a captain or is involved in, in a team you know this should be one of your main concerns as a team is what can your team do to make the ETC run let alone better if we all, if we all try to fill these roles out as best as we can then um, we'd all be reaping the benefits of it and it yeah. wouldn't just be down to poor Tom and poor Neil and Paul Vladimir and all the rest of the, the chairman to uh, to pick up where we cannot be bothered to go because it is not fair to them. No, and it's 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 grading and like I said, you know, it's a for the players, by the players kind of tournament. But um, the the by the players part has been left out for it's, quite a few yeah, years. It's, now, it, yeah, it has been. It's it's a shame. You know, we can't afford to burn you out. I mean, you you guys are volunteering is is amazing and you've been doing it for so many years it's almost like you've been taken for granted and we cannot afford to burn you out because mm. it's just gonna, it's, a, it's cutting off your nose to spite your face it's it'd just, be a travesty just to give you an example i mean i thought this year as well the terrain was handled very poorly by the players i mean they just simply showed no respect i saw like the mantic terrain in pieces after like the first or second day of the etc you know People just show their minis against it, put their plates on it, put their backpacks on it. But these trains have to go back to Serbia, and the Serbians are spending weeks preparing that stuff, you know? Yeah. Uh, the venue after the last day was a mess. There was bottles everywhere, there were cans everywhere. And granted, there were maybe not enough not enough bins to put everything in, but I think that should become a basic, basic kind of reflex of the players to just help clean the venue the last day before they go home put away their stuff clear um, clear up the road they were they were at just so the volunteers don't have to do all that shit the next yeah. day I mean even just for the terrain as well you know we should have probably been putting that terrain away or at least bringing it all to one table yeah but it's difficult to do because everything this this year was labeled and would should go in specific boxes so yeah. it's more difficult to explain it to like 700 guys at the same time than just mm. to do it yourself and with that and working it, PA system as well you know obviously gamers are gamers they'll do it but you have to remind them and they'll be like oh shit of course of course if you did yeah. remind them but obviously when mm. we can't even hear the the awards ceremony because the microphone is so shite yes. <laughs> then um, then yeah it makes it difficult and what was that about I mean half what was it it was I think it was the last day at lunchtime someone got hold of the microphone and started playing music for it whilst the round was still going <laughs> we were having very t- tense conversations in in the round against I, the French and then the, this music starts blaring up and no one can find where it's coming from <laughs> so it goes on for like five minutes it was very I, surreal I didn't catch on to that I didn't notice even <laughs> did you not? oh god no we were, we were in the back playing uh, at the lower table so I think that might have uh, <laughs> been the explanation for that one. <laughs> oh, this is, this is like on row seven or so it can't be that far away but yeah it was um trying to listen to James obviously James is quite softly spoken anyway mm-hmm. and whilst there's some Euro pop going on <laughs> over the top <laughs> of it it's like I don't know what's going on <laughs> yeah it was um, didn't add to the feeling anyway but yeah thanks for joining me Tom so no worries mate if there is anything at all that we can do for you as either the Allies of Convenience or as Team Wales then please let us know yes I uh, will be very very open about my communication about the stuff I will need from from everybody this year on the, the 40k captains forum 
Yeah. Because basically, uh, like throughout the year, Neil is very busy. Um, Pierre is away now because he used to do a lot of stuff as well. Um, so I think we need some new blood to to carry part of the weight. So I'll be sure to to ask people to step in. Brilliant. And if if it happens, all the better. If it doesn't, then we'll see where it goes. Brilliant. Excellent, Tom. Thank you very much. All right. No, thanks for having me, Mike. We'll speak to you soon. Yes. Thanks Cheers. a lot. Right. <laughs>